Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always it's a pleasure to have you join me on the show again today. Well today's holiday short comes from Adam who asks, I'm just looking for some advice or guidance on finding my investment goldmine area. So my five-point checklist covers proximity, suitability, alignment, market temperature and return criteria. So what's that all about then? (laughs) Let's hear Adam's story and see how I responded to the topic of finding your goldmine property investment area right now then. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. Well, this comes from Adam. Hi everyone, I'm just looking for some advice or guidance on finding my investment goldmine area. I would just like to know what method or methods I should use for deciding on the best investment area for me. I feel semi-confident about assessing an area, but where do I even begin looking? Thanks in advance, Adam. Well, thank you, Adam. And uh, this was another forum posting that I responded to. and, And here indeed is my response. And I'll try and add to it as I go along. Hi, Adam. Whilst I hate the term goldmine area, I really do actually hate the term, but never mind. I get your point. To start with, I would follow these general guidelines. Proximity. If you plan to visit site, then make it close to where you live, work or have solid contacts in place, such as family. I would suggest up to 60 minutes travel time. Uh, as being the most for a hands-on approach, unless you're planning to visit site frequently, in which case up to 30 or 45 minutes each way to avoid falling asleep at the wheel. Secondly, suitability. It then needs to fit in with your planned strategy. So, for example, if you plan on developing holiday rentals, it needs to be an, a, a, you know, close to an attraction or a hub for short-stay guests. So that could be something like a beach or a national park or a major city centre, for example. Or if I say an HMO strategy, uh, forget Cleethorpes, Skegness or Blackpool, for example, which are not really ideal for that strategy. And the reasons why should be evident if you look closely at them. Sorry to people in Cleethorpes, Skegness and Blackpool. Next it should be aligned to your finances. I really like Kensington and Chelsea, quite a bit in fact, but I don't invest there, as I prefer to work at a lower affordability price point, personally speaking. So make sure your investment location is aligned to your finances. Market. Check supply and demand, economic and demographic factors, time on the market and yields or return expectations and grade them according to your criteria. Ah, but you need to know your criteria in advance, of course. So check the market temperature, market. And then returns. So somewhat linked to the the last point, but um, set some criteria in terms of, say, return on investment or cash required um, per month, per year. 
and then or other alternatives that suit you and then measure the areas against these using some test projects or generic data that you can get just off the portals uh, places like home.uk home.co.uk and of course the main property portals can help you to do that so just rattle through that really so uh, proximity to you or someone that you will rely on to help you suitability to your plan strategy Align to your financial investment level. Check the market uh, to make sure it's suitable for you and your strategy. And then have a look at the returns. Do some uh, benchmark testing uh, using some of the uh, tools that are out there. And once you've done this, this will give you um, a a little, you know, some focus, if you like, to, to compile a long list of potential areas. And once you have this list, so I would suggest probably looking to whittle it down initially to 10 or 20 possible locations. And if you consider that in, uh, I think in England alone, might be England and Scotland, it might be the UK, there's over 200 towns and cities with a population over 75,000, for example. Bit of a hint there, I have talked about population size, so that might be something you want to focus in on. But obviously, to whittle down from 200 towns and cities to, say, 10 or 20, you're going to need to follow this sort of process, and that's why I've suggested having the, the process as I mentioned out, uh, out there. And then you can rank these in a way that suits you best. Maybe a simple scoring system, maybe a traffic light system, you know, just something that works for you. And then what I'd suggest you do is to brutally whittle them down to just three or six at most Ideally three, but six at most, because the next step is to go and visit the area. Walk around the area, you know, walk the streets, uh, travel around, drive in your car or, you know, get, get an Uber um, uh, around the area. Meet the local agents, estate agents, but in particular letting agents, if you're looking for a rental strategy. Uh, you're going to develop some good contacts by doing that, uh, that you can potentially rely upon later on. And then once you've done that, you'll have a pretty good feel for the area so that you'll have a gut reaction and a mind reaction. The The first part of the exercise is all sort of about, you know, mind and logic and the numbers, if you like. The second part is walking around and you're going to get more of an intuitive approach. How does it feel? What does it look like? Would you, I'm not saying live there, but would you be comfortable putting tenants in those areas? So that's what I suggest you do then. Then take your pick, basically. Um, If you've got three to six, what seems to work best for you overall? Um, You'll have your gut instinct, you'll have your scoring system, and hopefully be able to take your pick. But as a bit of a a tip and a a final wrap-up here, you will actually find several areas that could be suitable. So therefore, I would suggest you keep an open mind. I personally invest in multiple locations, for example. However, if you want to build a reliable team that can simply repeat, execute on project after project, and you wish to go deep rather than wide, then focusing does make some sense, yes. Personally, though, I have a wider approach to areas due to the fact that finding suitable deals for me and my criteria becomes easier uh, and the way I work with a wider catchment area. But everyone has their own style. So uh, go deep or go wide, it's up to you. Uh, I was just suggesting that perhaps if you uh, focus too much on one, a- one area um, and you're waiting for that, uh, that, uh, that gem to arrive, uh, it might take some time, that's all. And in fact, if you listen to the episode I recorded a couple of weeks ago, um, I think Dino might be suffering a little bit with that. Um, but I, you know, I don't know, I don't know it in detail, but about um, banging your head on the brick wall, maybe you need to move the wall, <laughs> is what I would suggest. But anyway, hopefully, hopefully that's helped. But very kindly, um, after we had that exchange initially, 
Adam, you know, came back with a bit of an update and uh, he said, hi, Richard, uh, thank you for taking the time to reply and help me out. This advice was very helpful. I've made up my list of possible areas and I'm now going through, uh, sorry, going to go through the process of researching each area. I followed your advice and it's helped me to at least start looking somewhere. I'll continue to follow your advice and hopefully it all works out well for me. Thanks again, Adam. Well, wasn't that nice <laughs> of Adam to return and say thank you and that he's actually put, you know, most of all, what really pleases me, that he's putting it into practice and it seems to be working for him as well. So that's great. Okay, so that's uh, that's another holiday short done for you. Uh, another short one um, done this week and hopefully another short one is coming up next week as well. So all that uh, is left for me to say is as a reminder, the show notes can be found over the website, thepropertyvoice.net or if you want to talk about anything from today's show or just talk property investing more generally, you know you can always email me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net and I really would be happy to hear from you. But that's uh, once again, all I want to say uh, this time uh, is thanks again for listening to the Property Voice podcast. And until next time, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.